This is my prayer to thee, my Lord. Strike, strike at the root of penury in my heart. Give me the strength lightly to bear my joys and sorrows. Give me the strength to make my love fruitful in service. Give me the strength never to disown the poor or bend my knees before insolent might. Give me the strength to raise my mind high above daily trifles. And give me the strength to surrender my strength to thy will with love. I thought that my voyage had come to its end at the last limit of my power, that the path before me was closed, that provisions were exhausted and the time come to take shelter in a silent obscurity. But I find that thy will knows no end in me. And when old words die out on the tongue, new melodies break forth from the heart. And where the old tracks are lost, new country is revealed with its wonders. Good afternoon, pilgrims and travelers on the funny path of life. 3.20 p.m. Mm, Pilar just lie down. I just laid down, and then uh, I think Javi also went for a nap, and then we're going to go on a walk. So, oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so I did not uh, record yesterday, so it's been quite a while, right, since such a thing has happened, but uh, yeah, just, uh, I think it did happen. It's a little bit of... You know, getting caught up in Duolingo, and uh, oh, I finished uh, the hedges yesterday. Actually, it doesn't look too shabby, not too too bad. I think I did a little better this time. I just look back for a minute. Anyway, so well, actually, not so much Duolingo, but really just finishing. So not only just doing all the trimming and then cleaning, cleaning everything. So. That is done, and uh, out of this lunch, I have uh, finished the last of the leftovers, and uh, mm, this morning, actually, I got a bread going on. Looks like it's going to be very nice. I think the... What's, what's going on here? No, you come here. You come here. Uh, I was just thinking about the hydration of the bread. So I'm at 600... And the flour in about 450, 460. So it's a pretty decent percentage of hydration. And uh, it's a very light little meeting going on. Well, I guess this guy's maybe even never getting out of that place anyway. Um, anyway, so very, very little meeting uh, going on. And. Um, well, stretch and fold, kind of, like I say, I do a lot of different kind of, uh, different techniques. And, uh, and then I kind of shape it and then put it inside the bread maker, which is great because I don't have to move it anymore. So, and I think it's going to afford, allow me to do a, a higher hydration dough and then not, not be so messy. Anyway. They call it a tongue, the plastic scraper, in Spanish, una lingua. Anyway, I got that. I made a, well, I thought it was going to be the last batch of oatmeal, but I don't know. 
as obviously you can tell, I'm still here in uh, Valencia. And two days ago, I, uh, I chatted with her, and I was like, you know, I'll, I'll be done, you know, by Friday. Uh, it was the edges, and uh, you know, if there's nothing else you need from me, I'll, I'll be heading out to Havilena. And so, kind of like, uh, I was surprised because it really felt like. Um, Just a sense of separation, uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. I mean, me at times quite uncomfortable. And uh, and so I was like, well, I mean, there's no point, you know, what's the point of staying there? Let me just head out anyway. It's a time of the year, you know, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm quite satisfied with my own company and, uh, you know, I'm not that curious, not that interested in a lot of things. So, and so she basically kind of surprised me. And uh, mentioned something along the lines of, uh, well, basically that, you know, Javi was going to be leaving on Sunday, because of course, you know, he has a whole week and uh, she's at the beck and call of uh, Javi, which is fine, you know. And uh, I'm not even sure something will be different once he heads back up to Madrid uh, tomorrow. But yeah, just kind of, like I say, I feel like a plus one. And uh, not, you know, not. Not especially interested, basically not seeing the point, I guess, of uh, making that last. And I was on my throne earlier, and I was kind of thinking about that. So after talking to her two days ago, basically I'm like, okay, I guess I'll stay a little more, you know, obviously. So I was like, she, you know, yeah, she, she'd, en she'd enjoy me being here. I'm like, okay, then I'll, yeah, I can stay here a little more. She makes her happy. That makes me happy. And um, then I'm like, okay. Number one, I mean, there is no rush. I don't need, I don't need to be there. Meaning, I'm in and out, you know. I have this place. It's there. It's ready. And uh, there is something challenging, you know, this kind of sense of discomfort, uneasiness, kind of feeling, you know, lonely in company. And I'm like, well, I mean. Pilar is a great person to have that with because I have the history. So I'm like, well, would I be able to reframe that? To frame my response differently or to not be so overwhelmed by what it feels like and then to take it for granted that it means that, you know, to be so quick to judge it. And so, you know, what if there's a lot of silence, you know? Uh, what if, you know, you're in a house, but of course she's got a big house, so, you know, she can be in one part and we, we, could, we wouldn't be hearing one another. And I'm like, what if, you know, if to her, if for Pilar, you know, it is enjoyable, then I'm like, uh, then why not stay? And then make that kind of your practice. So it was kind of interesting. I have never really challenge that because it really feels uneasy i do you know feel uneasy feel strange the environment just feels strange to me and i'm like okay so it is that so what you know it's like it should be different or like it's not acceptable what if it is you know what if it isn't comfortable and challenging and it's good so we'll see uh it's going to be interesting, 
but uh, I'm kind of thinking of just uh, yeah, chilling here, either until, uh, you know, she tells me to go or really get it clear. Uh, I don't know, like I say, I don't need to be in Hamilena. Uh, yeah, just be with what is. So, so we'll see. We will see. Anyhow. Oh, sorry, I'm stuffed. I had the last of the black beans. I made this kind of uh, potato carrot and then some cauliflower, kind of like a cream of vegetable, but of course, no cream, no butter, none of that. Use some uh, celery. Anyway, basically scavenge through the fridge using stuff, some cabbage also. Use a bunch of different things and of course onion and the one mushroom I had left. Oh, hold on a second. Did I? Did we miss? No? Hold on. Oh no, here it is. Here it is. Good job. Good job, boy. Sorry. I thought I brain farted and missed that turn. No, we're good. We are good. You're about to get your, your freedom. Anyway, so, I mean, really anything else yesterday? Like I said, I enjoyed finishing the, the job, you know, taking a little more time, kind of eyeballing it and, you know, uh, not rushing it on the scaffolding. Uh, there's one area that remains that I might have to do by hand because there's a lemon tree and those branches, they have those uh, thorns on there, they'll just fuck you up. So I'm like, well, right. I couldn't use a scaffolding to reach out. It's too wide the scaffolding. I don't I'm not allowed, I'm not afforded the clearance between the hedge and the lemon tree. But I'm gonna try to just go with the I think she has a pruning shears that will do the job just fine for that small area. Anywho. Anyway, it's quite nice. So we're gonna have like around twenty degrees today and tomorrow. And maybe even Monday, and then temperatures start to drop, wet front, and then gonna drop to like 15, or between 10 and 15 degrees. So. A little more, a little colder, coming right up. But it's amazing right now. Could be in t-shirt. I mean, I'm in t-shirt, but I could be in shorts. I guess I could have unzipped my uh, zippable, my uh, zip-off pants, but I didn't. I didn't. So there's this new series called uh, Scenes from uh, Marriage with uh, Isaac, uh, or Jacob Isaac and then Jessica Chastain. Um, I think it might be HBO, I'm not sure. So it's a four-part mini-series and uh, yeah, I was well, not necessarily pleasantly surprised, but it, it feels to me like a pretty solid script, number one. So it is... Uh, about basically modern relationships, you know, the whole open marriage and kind of the whole uh, institution kind of crumbling. And so, yeah, the idea of, you know, forever and ever, that whole stuff is kind of going away. And uh, I've enjoyed, I mean, the second one, and I've, uh, I just finished the first one, was it this morning? No, yesterday, yesterday. So quite enjoyed it. I also realized, hey boy, give you a freedom. Yeah, we already crossed. Here we go. You're free to go. Put it on. 
and I'm in Bruges with uh, Colin Farrell and uh, Ralph Fiennes. Uh, I remember that being quite funny, maybe even enjoying it more the second time than the first time I watched it. I think they're like hitmans, and then it's kind of a one guy supposed to go. Uh, anyway, uh, Bruges is in Brussels, and uh, and there's also the gentleman, which I have not seen that. That's from Guy Ritchie. I've liked, uh, you know, Locked, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrel. I'm not sure if he wrote, if he did a uh, snatch or so, but I've enjoyed uh, kind of his uh, rhythmic, rhythmic, his rhythm. Sorry, his director, his director rhythm. I like it. Uh, you know, I don't feel like you're smarter coming out of it, but it's what's wrong with actually doing something and just enjoying the ride, and maybe one of the format actually of movie that can survive. I think a lot of those people are becoming quite jaded with what is being dished out. The same kind of pre-chewed food. Anyway, so that's kind of uh, my horizon. That website has really done wonders. I'm really quite amazed at how well it works. And uh, Oh, and on Netflix, actually, The Mirror Has Two Faces with Jeff Bridges and Barbara Streisand. And, uh, oh, I forgot Barbara Streisand's sister in the movie, where you have Lauren Bacall, who is a mother, and a sister who is, uh, Minnie, is that, is that her name, Minnie something, that used to be Tom Cruise's first girlfriend, if I'm not mistaken, that got him into Scientology. <laughs> kind of funny. Anyway, um... Yeah, for whatever reason, it must be my third or fourth time watching it. It's definitely a little bit of different perspective this time, you know. The kind of uh, this idea of a platonic relationship, you know. Uh, well, I guess that's kind of along the line of scenes of a marriage, or from a marriage, I forgot if it's scenes of a marriage or from a marriage. And, uh. Yeah, she's. Um, I'll give it to Barbara Stryven. She, she's pretty good. She's pretty good, and considering that she's not a kind of a Hollywood uh, a typical beauty, you know. So I guess to do well, you know. Well, meaning actually, sorry about that actually, because if I'm not mistaken, she actually had a pretty nice body, Barbara Streisand. What's that, boy? What's going on? Going there. Um... Yeah, butterface. Butterface. Make me think of Anthony Jeffrey Nick Joe. Butterface. Anyway. So that is kind of that. You know, my my days are quite simple. Like I said, almost nothing done. You know, those guys do what they do together and uh you know. And I um, this morning was different though because I <laughs> I forgot to turn my alarm off and I got up at seven almost seven thirty this morning. Which was like, what? So, I still take a nap when I come back, but uh, I've been feeling quite good. And I was quite late getting my uh, my Duolingo staff done this morning. I guess it takes easily, you know, three, three and a half hours of, uh, of languages. And, uh, and of course, some of it is uh, strategy for point making. 
And I guess the plus side is I get to practice way more uh, kanji. And I can kind of tell, you know, there are some things that are kind of starting to kind of happen a little more, or at least closer to natural, you know. Some there are some patterns that you you find yourself back and back to. Anyway, there is Ron in the distance doing his sniffing around. So, uh, so yes, I started quite late. Also, I had to make my new oatmeal. So we'll see because I might have to get more oats. I was thinking it was so nice. Okay, we'll have to see here. We'll see there's a lady with a dog on the leash. Well, her dog is on the leash, so I bet I want to keep an eye on him. Venga, chico! Buenas. It's kind of a terrier. Uh, Mela, it looks like he's quite interested in Ron. Let's see what Ron does. <laughs> he's quite relaxed as far as the. Alright, so very, very nice. Yeah, Ryan is very non-threatening. Okay, very good. Very, very good. Anyway, sorry guys, so where was I? I have a kanji, writing on the kanji. Some, I must be practicing kanji a good hour every day. You know, just a whole finger, and then kind of writing. And, uh, and that's also helping with my Japanese because there were like shokudo, there are there are vowels that get extended in in Japanese. You have two ways: one where the consonant, like jōsatsu, uh, means ten books or ten of. Actually, satsu is not necessarily a book, but I think it's mostly used as a book counter. Uh, satsu. So, jo means ten, and then satsu, but when you put those two together, the spelling of, instead of jo, which is to, like if you were to extend the u for jo, it becomes jo satsu. It's kind of almost being suspended, and then uh, it's only one u and then two s's. And so some of those things, it's kind of nice. Uh, for the kanji practice, I actually am learning about some spelling differences, meaning uh, even though my kanji and my hiragana, uh, actually my uh, katakana is definitely rusted, but the hiragana, you, you know, it's almost all of the uh, Japanese outside of kanji. So since katakana is for foreign words, uh, you know, I don't get too many of those. And so even through that, I kind of learn or I get exposed to some of that spelling, which I kind of like. It's kind of nice. Anyhow, and of course the German is definitely the most challenging now because uh, the structure, the way a sentence is shaped, and uh, so that's going to take a while for me to get used to it. 
Anywho, but like I said, enjoying that. So it was like, uh, I think it was around 11.30 or close to noon by the time I was done just that and then had breakfast quite late actually today and then get on with cooking. And actually by the time I get back, the bread might be ready for me to put the baking cycle on. So a little tip for you out there, if you do bread making, and if you have a bread maker, you could actually just um, start your bread, do it by hand, or in a bowl like I do with a plastic scraper, so you can really up your hydration. And then I use a plastic scraper to do a stretch and fold. And then I use a um, autolyzed, I autolyze the dough, which means you just barely mix it and then you let it uh, hydrate, finalize the hydration process. And then it already starts to develop the gluten. So it's kind of a, if you have time, because then you're looking at a half an hour to an hour after mixing it. And then, and then you do the stretch and fold. And I do that a couple of times. I could do it three or four times, actually, after like a 10, 15 minutes uh, break between each of them. And in, in an oil bowl, I just kind of do a, a formal shaping of a dough, kind of a round, like a boule. And then I let that double in shape. And then I... Uh, I gently degas it and then uh, do the final shaping and put it into the container that goes inside the bread maker or the bread machine, sorry, panificadora. And then let that double in size. And the cool thing, if it's a little cool your environment, you can actually start the baking cycle to warm up the, the whole environment and then turn it off very quickly. And that will keep it pretty warm, actually. And so, and then, then you, I think it's about an hour on this one to, you know, for the whole break cycle. And this time I added some crushed, uh, some powdered or some, uh, more, um, oh my, ground uh, flaxseed that I use in uh, oatmeal. Anyway, so, so yeah, I'm back to basically the oatmeal with all the spices and the fruit and then, uh, and uh, soy milk and then flaxseed. So I don't see myself definitely changing from that format. I really like oatmeal. And then the lentils. And I have a feeling I'm going to be doing something similar to what I was doing before. Okay, I got a pea here. So what do we have here? Oh, chicken. We have a horse, so it's too small. It's got to be a pony. Yeah, Hunt Run, are you paying too? Are you joining me? Anyway. Oh, and a uh, little news. <laughs> on Tinder, actually, I had a match. So I just clicked on somebody who had already clicked on me. And of course, she had a picture of the umbrella. I was like, hey, hello, umbrellas. And so she kind of uh, she kind of uh, responded weirdly as well, and I kind of went up on it. So we'll see if something comes out of that. And I kind of was actually at that thought. It's like, well, what if I end up meeting somebody here? Well, I guess you know what. Even if I was in uh, Hamilena, I could take the train, you know, once or twice a month, and then come and see the person, or they could come and see me. So doesn't matter anyway. Like I say, I really don't uh, hold much stock into it. We actually talked about that a little bit with Pilar yesterday. Uh, like I say, there really hasn't been much. 
there really hasn't been much and uh, and so I kind of uh, I kind of started you know to think about you know interesting this thing about relationship and so you know talking about you know what we're looking at you know because I know you know she's obviously you know looking open to you know maybe find a partner you know she she would like that talking about feeling lonely and uh, <laughs> very familiar with that terminology and uh, but of course there's nothing worse than uh, being lonely than being lonely with somebody else and uh, hmm, like I said I'm open to it I think it's really unlikely for sure now unless somehow my life really was to change because when my life is out I'm, I'm really exploring I'm really curious about exploring this thing called Anthony you know like right now being like it's going to be interesting to see what happened next year you know it's more than likely a big change going into the unknown again you know going to be walking and opening oneself up to God knows what and then and then see what comes out of that and I do feel pretty good about it and as I have said unless something very special happens I don't see that changing like I say a uh, fog buddy or you know just somebody that would kind of be nice you know to be around the person I don't think that would be enough to counter that kind of a drive to it's time to move on because something it just doesn't feel right anymore you know it's it's time to move but like I said you know a career a job a community a person could definitely become that you know that India whatever it is that India represents at times to me because I'm definitely not I'm not like uh, salivating you know at the idea of I need to go there and I want to go there or if I go there you know there'll be something waiting special for me I don't believe that anymore now going there because it makes sense it feels right to do that and that's what I want to do I'm okay with that but not because my life is less because of not having been there that I just uh, yeah I just don't believe in that so anyway so all of that that's a long loop that's a long loop, loop eh? uh, a long bucle una vuelta una, una gran vuelta eh? a big round trip to talk about uh, we'll see this woman she's gonna be maybe I think maybe two three or so years more than me a little older so like I realized of late looking at girls like in there maybe I should change my uh, my profile I just don't see the point in uh, somebody who may be less than 45 years old at the same time you never know but I don't know I don't quite see the point of opening so when I see something like a very pretty little creature well pampered and taken care of I'm like yeah that's definitely <laughs> not it really is not. I'm mostly will say not interested in that because it's it's naturally valuable. It is nice, you know, somebody pretty, but if that's mostly what you see on the screen, then there's a good chance that that person is investing a lot in that, and there's nothing wrong, but it's just not for me. Not quite as strong of a belief as, uh, you know, against a smoker. Let me see where that sucker. Did he go into a field? 
he kind of sometimes he just meanders. I mean, he's very good. Like I say, Ron, I've never even one time he kind of was away from me, but then eventually went back in. So he's quite good. But it's kind of nice that he can go where his nose takes him. Anyway. Anyhow. Yeah, it's a beautiful day here. That's why it's gotta be what December 9, I guess, today. Something like that. Yesterday was uh whatever you call the ima ima Immaculata? I forgot of the something about Mary. There is a one. It was a holiday yesterday, things were closed. Of course, tomorrow things will be closed. And Wednesday, things will close. Yeah, to me, it feels like Spain is uh, one of the countries with the most uh, days off of things are closed. And I don't mean like good or bad, just uh, you definitely. You learn to, to keep that in mind. And of course people know, I mean, obviously you have to be there long enough to kind of get used to what those holidays are. And I guess I kind of am now. And of course different parts of Spain are going to have some uh, variations of that. They are the common one. But uh, like the 6th and 8th of December, that's national. But anyway. Anyway. Oof, I'm kind of, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go take a snooze after. Maybe the bread, maybe the bread will be ready. Uh-uh. Run! Nanga! Doesn't care. <laughs> that is so interesting. The guy is so focused when you have food. I mean, he basically will sit down, he'll do everything. And then when that stuff is out of the way, doesn't care. And of course, nothing my dog, I'm not going to be looking at. I can abridge that. Well, actually, that's not fair. Because with Grace, I didn't do it either. We had the dog for, what, 13 years, I think. And now I just did enough to wear... You know, I could walk with her off the leash, and I know that she would listen to me, basically, and then not to bark uh, when I have on a trip, because she would be quite, she's, she was quite the barking dog, too. And when when she was on the back of, on the bed of the pickup truck, she was quite protective. So very, very <laughs> uh, loud mouse. And so in mornings, when on warm uh, days, when we go hiking, and I would, of course, take her with me. And that would mean that meant that I would. Have, she was a border collie sheltie, so she had a kind of a sheltie, long hair, but more of a border collie body, and she was black and white. She was quite pretty, and um, so even when we shaved her, she would just get too hot. You know, Texas in uh, kind of the end of May and June. I mean, it would not be feasible for her in the afternoon to do that. So I would leave like around sometime four or five in the morning. So I could take her and we'd be done by 11 o'clock in the morning. And I enjoyed taking her. But of course, that would mean, that meant... Uh, let me see what we got going on here. Do I have to worry about the dog? And uh, and so I eventually trained her to... When I would tell her so that she was not to bark. And those were mostly the two things. You know, when she was on a, 
around the property and she was doing her job. And uh, then I was like, I'm not going to tell her not to go out there, you know. And inside the house, she was pretty, pretty chill. So. So looking at the run, you know, I think that he's a pretty, he's a pretty smart dog. So I think you could, you could uh, get him to, I could, you could bridge, you know, that kind of behavior. Okay, come here. The guy's doing something different with his dog, so I'm sorry, guy. Just in case. Okay, let's see what happens. Oh, it's a woman. It's not a man. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. She has her dog on a short leash. It's a big, kind of make me think of an older lab. <laughs> Hola. Ron <laughs> And knew that those two didn't get along together, and actually was trying to growl from. So very good. I read I read the scene well here. <laughs> kind of nice lady actually. I like. Anyway, nice features. Anywho. So. So yeah. So we'll see and. Uh... Oh my goodness. We'll see. I'm just not gonna worry about planning unless something gets very clear, you know, no rush. So maybe I'll be here for one more week, you know, maybe two weeks. So, I mean, we obviously, uh, I know for sure, before Christmas I'll be in Hamilena. So it might be something similar to last time, you know. Also this time will be, there will be Miguel and, and Javi, most likely those guys will all go to trying to spend winter winter Christmas with uh, with mother and grandmother respectively and uh, I would definitely be I wouldn't be in there it just doesn't make any sense and like I said I'm, I'm just uh, it's just not uh, even harder now this whole celebration they just don't make sense to me you know we were watching something I forgot this guy is kind of like a psychologist and he's into AI the American, the Holt University, I think it's called. I don't even know where that is. And so they're talking about artificial intelligence with this uh, investor and ho podcast host. And so, you know, the schools of thought, you know, one's like, oh, doomsday prophecy. You know, they're going to take over, basically, James Cameron and uh, Steven Spielberg, like in Terminator Minority Report, you know. That kind of fear base, and then the other one who basically the both kind of funny to me, but the other one is like, well, you have to be very mindful in terms of how you design it, the protocol, you know, the, the parameters. And I'm like, I find it very, very interesting that the the human mind feels it has like some kind of supremacy, or it feels like it is the best equipped. 
to make morality-based decision or that it has a good grasp on morality when itself has been unable and remains unable, you know, to make sense of it or to, to, we have the belief that we have, but when you look at the reality, you know, yes, it's nice to be at peace, to not be violent, to not rape, to not kill, to not steal, you know, greed, you know, I mean, competition is good, but greed is not. So you more than, more than likely you have kind of the framework, but then it's like when it's time to put into practice, the whole thing goes into shambles very quickly. I think it's kind of also what's happening with philosophy. You know, it's one thing you have the ideas, the theory, the thesis, you know, you, you propose something, but when it becomes time to put into practice or like the communism or capitalism or socialism, or the idea of democracy, whatever you want to call it, then it's like it just, there are things that just, don't fit or that just somehow you couldn't it would be too messy to have them being part of a recipe so there's a kind of a shift between the theory and the pragmatic side of philosophy which is its application and learning from that and uh, i'm i'm personally in the belief that oh, i am of the belief that history repeats itself <laughs> the idea of there is really nothing of value to learn from history. It just is something. It's a context. It's a background. And then, you know, you just do what you do. But, you know, whether you have a computer or an ox with a cart, you know, whether you're in a cave or in a penthouse suite, you know, I find that to be irrelevant and significant, really, at the end of the day. The human condition, the human life, or whatever seems to be the dominant belief, you know, or what a human being is, to want to be happy, to find its treasure, you know, to find a place where it belongs, to make the world a better place, all of those things, that hasn't changed much, I don't think. The conditions have, of course, different pressure, you know, but I think it's more or less the same stuff. Anyway, so, I mean, sure, you know, I could, you know, I could have a conversation about AI, but I'm like, Number one, I don't know enough. You know, the whole nuances between, I guess they call them the, the what do you call it, the, the wide and narrow AI, I guess. The one that can do single task and the other stuff that's kind of a little more versatile and and the idea of a, a, to be a sentient creature. And actually, I would almost challenge that point because I think a lot of human beings do not behave mostly as sentient creatures. They're more than likely on cruise control. We are more than like most of the time on cruise control. We just, uh, something happened and it's being processed and recognized as such. And then depending on heights labeled and heights recognized and what has been deemed in the past to be most efficient, most meaningful way to respond to it, then it happens automatically. And you can definitely be asleep and it happens. And I think most people, you know, you say what you need to be saying, what's right according to the setting, you know, depending on what you're trying to get, who you with, you know. Those things, I mean, there's not too much variety when it comes to that. It's quite straightforward. You're at work, you know, whatever position you are at work, you're at home, you're with friends, you're with strangers. And, you know... Are you in some kind of a social scene? 
but it's not that many variables going on in life. I don't see it personally. I guess it maybe I'm a I'm a fool. That's okay. So when it comes to AI, me personally, well you more than likely know my my stand on that. I am quite curious actually about this thing. You know what it's going to evolve in into. And honestly, I think it's unstoppable. Anyway, when you're looking at the dependence of the human being on technology, I think for me it goes without saying that as this thing evolves, it's going to make it even more irresistible, even more ubiquitous. And eventually, I think the lines will be blurred between me and it. You know, part of who. How we define who I am would include some of it. So, like I say, I, think, I do believe that in the future there'll be a virtual element quality to to the human life. That being said, so what? You know, so what? I, I don't think I think it's going to be interesting, maybe on on a societal scale, as far as the spiritual human journey. I don't know if there is such a thing as uh, maybe like a forced evolution that maybe on a bigger scale there will be a higher rate of progress, you know, possibly, that people will by leaps and bounds. I don't know. doesn't matter anyway, either way. I still believe that whatever happens is always moving us. It can only go in one direction. There is no such a thing as uh, going backward unless to kind of build momentum to possibly leap forward even harder. And maybe that's what that's a symbol of a lot of what's happening. A lot of the fear, you know, make America great again, the kind of, I want us to be where we were before because I don't like where we are now. That part of her that's doubting, that's cynical, that's afraid, and that's angry. And that's basically tapping more into violence and aggression as a way to prevent the inevitable from where I'm standing anyway. Things are just going to be doing and moving on to where they are. And we are just one little cog in this cosmic giggle, cosmic game, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, what a beautiful afternoon. Wow. And that's going to be an amazing Amazing nap, and I guess I'll uh, transition out of the podcast with some uh, thought of gratitude. I just saw an ad from this Gonzalez lady. I guess it must be her a dent- dental office. So you know, the first thought of people doing advertising, you know, to be known, to be seen out there. And uh, well, I'm grateful, of course, for the people in uh, Miadoiro have really got rid of uh, what was a worrisome uh, pain that it was or discomfort that I was getting from uh, my teeth again and uh, of course from Pilar I'm grateful for not from grateful for her for Javi too um, for Ron thank you Ron for keeping me company here so all the technology 
that I've enjoyed with this amazing weather here in southern Spain uh, for food, for Wi-Fi, um, for a place to let myself to rest each evening. Very comfortable place, hot showers. No, I won't be in the shower today. Yesterday. Um, yeah, for nature, I'm looking at some trees here. I can't think of the name of those uh, flowers. Very cute. Uh, uh, lentina? Lentana? Lentina? Lantana? Lantana, whatever. I forgot what you call them. Anyway. And uh, wow. What a difference here. Beautiful. Um, to have money. I'm great I'm grateful for money. For sure. Of course a lot of what a lot of what I'm doing will not be happening, not in this way, without money. And I guess I'm not saying that you know money is is the only way to do it, but uh, it's something that I've known, that I've uh, kind of always known. The Hold on. And Anna is home, but uh, she didn't come to get you, huh? Uh, no, you're not gonna bark. No, 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 no. Uh-uh, no. Be good. Be good boy. Be good boy. Good boy, you're a good boy. Good boy. Ah, oh, he wanted to bark. And, uh... Well, for one more day on this earth, in that skin, in that world, and, uh... I guess grateful for that I'm known too, for potentiality, possibilities, you know, and uh, curiosity, not not taking life for granted. Anyway, as we are nearing the gate here, um, anything else for you folks? Looking at the, we have some bougainvillea here that are really overgrowing and overtaking the space. And then here. Anyway, I don't think it's too, too bad, you know? Okay. We'll see about finishing the other stuff. Okay. So, here we are. And then run and let you off. Okay. So guys, we'll uh, talk to you later. Wherever you are. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude.